Dylan, you had a trade that went over Facebook, and uh, I believe you said, and I quote, it was exhilarating. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, because I'd never done one before. It You're playing the trust system when you go online, obviously. And I'm, I'm pretty, hearing everyone else's stories, I don't, I'm pretty scared to trust other people. But yeah. luckily the guy was perfect throughout the process. Very understanding when I sent him a couple of references of people that bought from me mm-hmm. through like just bought, not trades. Cause he originally wanted trade references, yeah. but um, his what's that? Yeah. That was kind of odd that he only wanted trade references. I think that your references as a seller are just as good as trading references. Well, that's kind of what I figured, and he ended up taking it. It was fine. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to Vance Wheeler. We traded uh, Mezco. He traded Mezco Lone Roach and Grub, which is like the Samurai Mezco uh, Gomez. And he traded me the Stealth Gomez, which is my favorite one. If you guys would listen to, if, if anyone listens to Small Talk, they probably know that. Hell yeah, dude. Well, congratulations. Good to have you back on Collecting Weekly. Uh, yeah, it's been... Um, I'm trying to get some trade, a trade done online. I don't have anyone offering just yet, but I am quite nervous. Dean, do you do trades usually? Uh, only in person. Yeah, that's the thing. <clears throat> that's the thing. So neither uh, one of you guys have done it online? Dude, no. I've um, done trades online, but not uh, not no. recently. Yeah, I haven't. I can't even think of an instance where I did a trade online. <coughs> uh oh. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. Your brother is a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Hold on to your butts. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Dylan. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode. Without them, it would not be possible. Dean, we uh, we have Sweet Angel Dylan on the show. Yes, really exciting do. to have him back. We have Dan Lee, Noble Young, Red Wolf in the chat. Uh, good to see you guys here. Uh, Dean, let's start off with the world's favorite segment, the one that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, are you guys ready? Yep. It's new, new this, this week. week. <laughs> Was so terrible. Nailed it. Nailed it. That was, that was I tried to go nailed. super early. Nailed it. Um Yeah, what you gonna do this week? I talked about this a little bit on the bonus episode, but I got the Super Saiyan 2 uh head sculpt yes. for the SH figure arts Goku. Uh it's by seller Merlos Fernando 2 on eBay. Um M E R L O S Fernando two, um, and damn it, it's fantastic. Uh, you had asked me if it was accurate with the three things in the hair. It is. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be cool to have like a different Goku 
Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. And then have the Super Saiyan God and then the Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. Um, but yeah, it's totally accurate. You do need a faceplate only from Awakening Goku. It will not work on the first Super Saiyan Goku head. Mm-hmm. Um, the peg is too small on the first one. Mm-hmm. So the only the Super Saiyan Awakening Goku faceplates will work. Yeah. Um pretty decent price it shipped super fast in fact it got here early um i don't know about now if you ordered it but i ordered it you know a couple weeks ago uh but yeah it's super cool i love it um and you should get one if you have you know goku's very cool dylan dylan what'd you get this week um, well, funny enough, I now have the entire um, SH Monster Arts uh, Godzilla from King of Monsters line. Nice. Like, I have, I've had the Rodan and um, Mothra double pack for a while. I got King Ghidorah from Steven's Collectibles. I had the display model there. Um, and then finally, I just used a bunch of reward points and just got the Godzilla. Nice. I have not opened them up yet, um, but that, but then the other thing I got was Mezco Spider-Man Far From Home. Nice. Oh, cool. Which one did you get? You got the, uh, is it the black suit version or the... Uh... Night Monkey or uh, Advanced or whatever? Yep. Yeah, it's... Oh. No, it's just the regular, like, black advanced suit kind of thing. Nice. It was seen as a... They called it a deluxe on Mezco's website, and it definitely, mm. like, it does not come with enough to be a deluxe. But, yeah, I risked my life, ran into Walmart to the FedEx there and, and got it there because Walmart's just down the street for me rather than trying to go to a FedEx place after they don't ship it to my apartment. Just leave it a note. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, that's pretty cool. I uh, Real quick in the chat, we have... Uh, we have Thomas TC hey. from Six Kill Scavengers, the best podcaster in the world, I think. What a guy. Uh, Sean says, I had the best new this week with them killer Marvel figures. And Jason says, my connection is slow and cutting out in and out a lot. Uh, so for me, new this week, very slow. Like like Dean's pickup, uh, I talked about on the bonus episode, which, by the way, give it a chance. Uh, it's not a collecting podcast, really. <clears throat> I think we're doing some hobbying in the bonus episode but it's purely us talking about um some of the ramifications about what's going on in our city we we uh it was kind of like a day zero of the quarantine in san antonio and uh, we're on day four yeah Uh, last day to hang out yeah last day to hang out i think we're gonna have to cancel our 100th episode celebration it's just you know too risky to have all these people come over and uh so we did one last hangout to um like being said, just before uh, things are going to get crazy here. Uh, but I did get from Fernando the Super Saiyan armored trunks and a really great figure. Uh, I was given a bunch of shit for shipping in a mail, uh, bubble mailer, but uh, I was I was just playing with them. I really am not anal about boxes at all. Um, but it's a great figure. I got it for like the price of a Marvel Legend, and for that price, you can't beat it. Um, other than that, I think I cut a lot of... Uh, discretionary spending down uh with all this you know rumored impacting of work and the like uh you know i just really don't know what kind of budget we're going to have for anything so um i talked about this on collecting weekly auxiliary which is our private facebook group and uh we i did decide to cancel the 
the Yoda from Sideshow. And wow. uh, when I canceled it, you know, because that's 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 a pretty big purchase, and you know, I just we I have no idea how bad this is going to get. There's rumors that uh, the Trump administration is going to send out checks for uh, you know people making less than a hundred thousand. That's remains to be seen, but. Uh, you know, I still have bills and I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to work. So, uh, Sideshow was nice enough to refund the, uh, NRD. I didn't ask for them to do this at all. I just noticed that I got an email that it was refunded and, um, <clears throat> I was curious. And so I hit up, uh, Bree from, uh, the Sideshow Facebook group and she looked into it and said it was just, you know, a complimentary thing that they did. Uh, no reason at all. So if you do cancel and you don't get your NRD back, uh, please don't be that guy that, uh, complains and says someone else did. It was something nice that they did. I've certainly eaten my my NRDs in the past, and uh, you know, like I said, I was just happy that they uh, that they were able to do that for me. So big shout out to Sideshow. They had a really good week this week, and um, honestly, like normally we give them a lot of shit, but this week I think they really had a had a really good week. Uh, let's go into some events from this week. So Hot Toys, along with Toy Sapiens, hosted the DC All Stars event. And uh, it was really interesting. So this is a picture of the event here. You can see a bunch of people queuing up outside. Um, not sure how safe this event was. I mean, I'm not sure if in this part of the world, coronavirus is ravaging like the rest. But uh, I personally wouldn't have gone to this. But you can see here they have some costumes from the Joker movie, from the new Birds of Prey film. And those are all on display. A lot of people took some of the early marketing material as Hot Toys having the license to the Joker movie, and they were expecting to see a prototype at this event. Unfortunately, it seemed to be just a costume as of now. Uh, but it looked like a pretty fun event. They had this little photo booth here that you could take with the um, like a Joker backdrop or Harley Quinn backdrop with the hyena on the couch. I haven't seen the movie, so... I'm not 100% sure what this is from, but uh, it seemed like a lot of people were having a good time, and uh, we did see some figures that we'll start going over. Um, they also had some custom Batman figures on display, but the first figure they had was the Arkham Knight Batgirl, which comes in at $243, releasing July to October 2021. Uh, it looks really good. A lot of people were really excited about this. What do you guys have to say about it? It's uh, It's a beautiful figure. I think so. I think uh, it's really cape, good. The cape looks a little weird, like too thick. Yeah, and it looks uh, like they put that wire in it, so I'm not really sure how well it's going to drape. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, Hot Toys Batman slash Batgirl cape seemed to be easy enough to swap out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like it literally just goes over her shoulders. Yeah. Um, but damn it. I mean, it looks fantastic. Uh, I think that also has something to do with the game design, but... Um, yeah well executed i mean it's not something i would get but it's fucking sweet yeah i just am realizing that they didn't use sculpted hair on this one did they do that on the promo uh you know i'm just realizing that too actually that's that interesting. It's ni- very interesting it's nice that it's kind of sorted through the mass so it can't go wild on you i just yeah. like it less of a chance to do it but yeah i think this looks great i love the Areas where they have the, it looks like hard plastic. Mm-hmm. It seems like it should help the figure out in itself. I'm kind of interested, yeah, to see what the final project looks like. I love this game, love their Hot Toys line of this. Like, I gave you a ton of grief and everyone a ton of grief that I think this, that the their video game series should have been on 
line the, of the year. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've killed it with every one of the characters from this, apart from maybe some of the Batman ones, just because of articulation. But they look fantastic, and I feel yeah, like they've done great with what they had. Every time Ian posts one of his Batmans, I'm just like, God, looks so fucking cool. But Ian's is on a different level, though. That's true. He's modified his, but um, yeah, these things are sweet. Um, <clears throat> I don't not again. I'm not a huge Batman fan, and I just don't like that game. Um, so mm-hmm. again, easy pass. I don't have any like want or need for the, this figure or this line, but aesthetically, they're fucking sweet. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a fan of this game, you got to be really stoked at how much love Hot Toys is showing this game, this this game, this line. Um, and like Dylan said, VGM might be making a case for a 2020 Collecting Weekly Award. Uh, they also showed this is in their miniature collectible set line. Uh, we saw earlier in the year the uh, Hot Toys uh, compact Iron Man armory. And now we have a Batman Arkham Knight armory, which seems to have some reskins of like the 89 Batman and the um, the uh, Nolan trilogy Batman. It looks really good. Uh, this one is uh, coming in at $200 for the set, releasing July to October 2020. Uh, not a pickup for me, but again, if you're a big fan of this, uh, a lot of people complain that that Marvel gets all the fun stuff. And I think it's good to see DC getting, you know, their own version of of this type of collectible. You yeah. know, something that can display on a desk. These are, I think, roughly like, I think it's like three and three quarter scale, a little bit smaller. Um, but these are these are really, you know, miniature statues that, uh, you know, carry the Hot Toys branding and the Hot Toys quality. Uh, Dylan, do you think you could see yourself picking this up? No, um, just because of mainly of the price, it's tough to drop two hundred per one of those. Because um, no, it's the whole no, set. it's two hundred for the full set. Or yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's what I meant. But it's still like that's forty bucks per a pop for less than three, and they are smaller than three and three quarters. Um, I can't remember. I I cover we covered it one time in small talk how big i think it's like three inches i think yeah it's not i think three and three quarters are the closest scale that we could relate it to but it's a very odd scale like it doesn't scale with anything out there right now right yeah that's but one thing is is that this solidifies to me that they are the reason they're abusing the hell out of this license is because it's probably a cheap way to get a lot of these figures out for them redistribute them yeah yeah i guess it makes sense because iron studios uh they i guess in this game you can choose any number of batman skins and so they put out in their one tenth line a dark knight returns skin that looks like you know pretty much like like i mean i'm not a huge batman fan but like when you look at it you're like oh that's a frank miller batman yet Mm -hmm. it's under the arkham you know arkham knight line Right, and that's yeah. I think how they're getting the access to the '89 and then the uh, Nolan trilogy Batman's too. Right, and I think that's just excuses for them to come out with like Batgirl and Deathstroke and all of them, just because I think it's somewhat, somewhat cheap for them to do compared to getting like a movie license or cartoon or comic or something. That is true. That is very true. Now this is stunning. This is the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 1984. Uh, Hot Toys, I guess, like the gold armor. I'm not really sure what you'd call it. Uh, But this looks really good. I I can definitely see some long-term issues with this chrome. 
Uh, this is going to attract fingerprints like you wouldn't believe. And uh, the articulation does look somewhat hindered. But, you know, if you're going to pose this in a museum pose, I think I think this is a pretty sweet figure. Um, obviously, we haven't seen the movie, so we're not sure how much this suit is in the movie. But uh, I'm, I got to say I'm a big fan, uh, especially how well executed the Captain Phasma that I got from Dean was. That chrome was really nice. It was a lot nicer than the... Uh, then the Iron Man Retro, I think it was the Mark 15, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that gold chrome was not that great, but the uh, silver chrome on Phasma looks really good. And this one, if it's that same type of chrome effect, I think it'd be interesting to see how good it could be. Yeah, I was um, in the market for a Wonder Woman not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was talking with PJ, our good buddy PJ, sweet angel. And um, we were like, oh, he suggested I wait for the movie, uh, you know, so they would announce a new figure and then I could judge from there. Um, And then the trailer dropped and this is in the trailer. And I was like, I bet you that's going to be the figure they come out with. And I want a classic Wonder Woman. Um, So sure enough, this looks fantastic i haven't seen another wonder woman figure so i don't know if well there you go dean oh, what the hell yeah so at the event they also showed the uh <laughs> a normal type wonder i literally woman. haven't seen this oh okay yeah that was at the dc all-stars event as well okay i'm kind of glad i got the one i did because that doesn't look as good the other one of the in the gold armor that face is like spot on this one's not dean which one did you get did you get the concept one um no i got um uh, BVS, yeah, mm. I think I'm really trying hard to. I'm pretty sure I got BVS to hold off getting that concept one. I love her look. Oh, that's her, true. The color, the classic look with her in the classic look. That's I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, is that the same face? It doesn't look like the same face. Is that can you go back and forth to the previous slide? Yeah. Yeah, the gold one. People are saying no, but looks I think like it's it, the same face. Yeah. yeah, I, I think it looks it really good with the armor, but it does not look as good right there. Yeah, maybe it's the angle. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but they did have that on on uh, on display, and and both of those have not gone up for pre-order at the time of this recording. They also had the two versions of Harley Quinn uh, that they showed the last few weeks. Uh, not we've talked about these quite extensively. I'm not a huge fan of these, so we'll we'll kind of go through this, but. Uh, they did have those on display, and then they also had... Is this the Kilmer Batman, Dylan? You're the Where's big Batman. Nipples? Yes. Oh, that's the Clooney Batman with nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the Kilmer one, I believe. This okay. one looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks wicked. Yeah. This is the third time they've showed it off, right? Third time they've shown it off, but still no pre-order, so I think people are starting to get a little antsy about what's going on with it. But it is a good sign that we keep seeing it at conventions. So yeah, I think this one will, no matter what. Man, they went all out with DC, huh? Well, it was the DC All Stars event, and then they also showed the video game Harley Quinn. Hey, look at that! Um, look at them. Well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, now let's let's change pace here to Figure Arts. Uh, this was pretty cool. This is the Figure Arts full power Jiren. Uh, this is up for. Is this uh, the first time we're seeing it? I haven't seen this. Wow, Dean, you're killing me. Um, well, they showed this is the first time it's been at a convention. Yes, uh, oh, they well, put okay, up an Instagram. 
yeah, they put up an Instagram teaser. Uh, this looks really good, though. I think Figuarts is kind of getting into that thing that Hot Toys does, where they'll they'll release a product and then wait for it to ship, and then like release a next version of that product. It happened with Broly. Uh, they they pre-ordered Broly, and everyone got their pre-orders. They didn't receive them yet, but then they they showed the, uh, the power down version. And then same with Jiren. They uh, you know they did Jiren, and then it came out, and now they're doing full power Jiren. Um, I think we knew that this figure was going to come, being how um, the Ultra Instinct Mastered Goku was coming out. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what this costs and uh, what it comes with. I really don't care that they're doing that because usually when it comes to Dragon Ball, I have every version of every character on the shelf anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stupid question with you guys in here. What's usually the biggest difference between the full power ones and the regular ones? Usually, yeah, they're more jacked. Yeah, and then, you know, like in this case, like Dean said, it's the battle damage. So, um, Like, uh, just real quick example... Let's say we're saying Goku, right? And then let's just say that was full powered. He'd be like more jacked and he's got battle damage. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I just have which a... one is the which one's the Goku that goes for like almost a grand or sometimes more? That's that's the um it's like a Mexico exclusive oh yeah uh, 1.0 Goku. It's going for bonkers money right now. Yeah, um, someone someone in one of the groups that I'm in posted it going for two grand on eBay. Yep, yep, oh, yep, yep. Asking and selling are two different things. Yep. Hey, what's up, Rainer? Uh, we got Rainer and Manny in the chat. Uh, so hey. Super Mad Toys did post an update on their Hunter K. Given how crazy this week has been, I'm trying to be like full positive this episode. So they said that uh, here's a pic of test painting of Hunter K. It's too pale, still improving for the perfect version. Uh, the progress is still slow due to the affection of Outbreak here. Labor is still not in full force. Uh, Hunter K will delay till the end of quarter two. The other products will be updated. Uh, if any friends want to pre-order Hunter K, Hunter D, you can email him at sales at kgbhobby.com for inquiry. And uh, this is the head sculpt. And I have to say, it's really not that bad. Um, it's not as good as the Jinx sculpt, but... Uh, you know, you're getting a fully painted. Uh, I think this comes with two head sculpts, one damage, one battle damage, one not. Uh, the full figure, almost every accessory he uses in the in the movie, uh, and I think it was like 160, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know, I'm not shitting on this head sculpt too much. I just uh, don't think it looks like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but you've said that about every Ryan Gosling sculpt I've ever shown you. Facial hair throws him off too, for sure. <sighs> I just think yeah. Ryan Gosling is so handsome that no one can can nail that sculpt. That's probably well, I, true. That's I why thought I the same about me, but Sean Washington killed it. So so we'll see what happens with this figure, but I, I am very excited to get my copy and uh, finally have it on the shelf. Uh, Dean, let's thank our sponsor for this episode, Watto Scrapyard. Do you want to tell the world about all the cool things that Sean is doing? No. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, Sean is killing it, crushing it. Custom head sculpts at the wazoo. He keeps coming out. Dude, I'm like, no, he's got to be, like, reaching the end of, nope. He fucking comes out with something I've never even heard of. He's filling niches left and right. Custom 3D printed sculpts, 3D printed parts for your, your Kenner vehicles, Hasbro vehicles. Dude... 
is insane. I don't know how he does it. Dude, I shot him an idea. I was oh, like, yeah? dude, you got to make the Kylo Ren helmet from the the Revenge of Skywalker. Ooh, the Rise of Skywalker with all the cracks. So that'd be easy to paint. Uh, and he's like, I'll, I'll take a look at it. So hopefully we'll have some good news. And uh, he did uh, offer. So if you're in this stream, uh, someone we will make a thread on Ox and we'll do some honor system stuff. Uh, just let us know you're, you're watching the episode live and uh, also comment if you're watching, but you haven't commented yet. We'll give you guys an entry. We're going to do a drawing next Tuesday for this uh, auxiliary exclusive smirking Lando Calrissian head sculpt. Uh, we also have a, an extra way to enter the drawing, but um, Dean, do you mind putting up that post on Ox while I'm going through the slides and just say, Hey, comment here if you're watching live. Um, but, uh, if you don't mind, it's a great head sculpt and, uh, there's a lot of, um, a lot of people said that, you know, it might be hard to get a Watto figure or a Lando figure to put this on, but you know, that's the beauty of customizing. You can find your own clothes for Lando or you can uh, upgrade one of your older sideshow figures. So big shout out to Sean from Watto Scrapyard for doing that. Um, we had an idea from one of our members, Gerald, to showcase, uh, some collections from people in auxiliary and uh, I wanted to show off my collection here now that I finally got my bookshelves almost all the way set up. Uh, so I picked up these two Target bookshelves, and uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, shelving for displaying figures instead of, like, detoffs. I think detoffs are pretty cool, but I just, ever since I've had these cabinets, they're a lot bigger than detoffs. I just can't, like... I'm just used to having them now. And so yeah. everything that I have is ran by LEDs. We actually did put up that video we mentioned last episode on the smart outlet stuff. And you can see here and here I have some different uh, smart uh, things going on here. Got one case for figure arts, one case for a bunch of random stuff, and then one case for my higher end figures, uh, my customs, etc. cetera. Uh, and then I have my um, kind of like my, my, my mini collection wall with my G1 Transformers, the 3D printed logo from uh, 10th, 10th Dimension Manufacturing. Uh, then I have oh. the... What's that? Where's the goat? Uh, I I put the goat away. It was... It was One time you came and you roasted the goat, and then it was back, and then it was left, and it was back. <laughs> I love you, the goat! You always... You, you like the goat, and then why? one time you said... One time in one of my pictures, you were like, why is there a random goat in the picture? And it hurt my feelings, so I took the goat out. I we'll love see. how Zach. We'll see when how, the goat comes back. Okay. So, I love how how Zach roasts every head sculpt ever made, and and then Dean comes over and shits on his goat and pulls it right away. Yeah, but most of those head sculpts that you know come with figures. I mean, people don't even spend that long on them. I spent days on that goat. Okay. Um, we had a whole episode about the goat. I love the goat. All right, I'll put the goat back. Uh, and then um, I have these little cubes here, and I am in the process of reorganizing them. I'm hoping to sell my Transformers Prime figures. Uh, and free up a cabinet but uh, that's kind of what my collection looks like and then here's some other spots you guys don't normally see i have like a, some frame comics uh some signed art prints and then some signed uh, uh autographs from uh some cool people that played vader and then of course i have my art from dean and my art from my wife for uh, goku from dragon ball and i cherish these pieces hang them on like, this day uh, i like your kylo ren shuttle yeah what's what's Stop. your framed comics that you got there uh, so I have a 9.6 CGC Thrawn, the 1 in 50 edition, the Darth Vader annual 9.8, and then I have two other common 9.8 Vader comics, but I just like the art on them, so I just uh, picked those up. Uh, now, for Alfred uh, from 
comic book characters. He sent a few pictures. He has a 9.8 Miles Morales, Spider-Man number one, Jackie Chan, my old agent K. Oh, love it. Uh, and a bunch of other figures here. Some Funko Pops, all his Star Wars Blu-rays, Harry Potter Blu-rays on display. Always good to see that. Uh, big fan of that. Sean has a really cool collection. I think this is the Jazz Ink Dioramas display if i'm not mistaken and he has a bunch of uh, 18 inch figures and six inch scale black series all lit up with leds really liking that uh this is nick mccauley's figure uh collection uh it's funny because some of these are like my old figures and i, I like to see them in other people's collections so is that, uh, is that your old what vision or is that, that is no 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 that's not your oh, okay. there let's see my old mark 46 is here my Black Panther is here with the custom base. And then I think he, no, he didn't get my Deadpool. Well, maybe he didn't uh, get my Deadpool. No, I have your Deadpool. Breaking real quick. What's that? Mario Cortez just posted that the Rogue One Stormtrooper Jetta Patrol is back up on Sideshow. Oh, I already have that figure. Wow. Um, really? Yeah, if anyone wants it. Yeah, you didn't know that? This is Gerald's collection here. So, uh, again, using Detoffs. And I did recommend that he get some, uh, something to cover these windows here because I don't want his really nice figures to get damaged. But uh, Arc Trooper Echo and Fives, uh, Iron Man Mark V, Iron Man Mark Seven, Two Death Troopers, Mark 46, Anakin, Obi-Wan. Really crispy-ass collection. Uh, and I was giving him some recommendations on lighting uh, to light his cabinet. And then Sweet Angel, Dan Lee. Dean, I think you'll recognize some of these figures. Tell us what yeah, okay. uh, some of these are. That's the... Um... I believe those are uh, Chagokins. That's the VF1J Reconner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the designation, but it's a uh, fake ben. fan. It's uh, Max Sterling's uh, Lisa Hayes over there, right in the middle. Beautiful Lisa. Um, the um, I believe that's a SH. Uh, I forget what the figure arts line is called, but. Uh, Metal, I don't know, but it, it, they're from Robotech. What or a guy! Cross, maybe. Uh, and then he has an assortment of G1 Transformers. Uh, really, really nice collection. Love that Optimus Prime pose. That is fucking amazing. That's really cool. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some more collections to showcase next week. I know I gave the guys kind of a short deadline for this, but uh, I was asleep. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Science Show, like I mentioned earlier, they had a good week. I, I usually. We usually kind of shit on Sideshow here, let's be honest. But this week they had a great week. It's their birthday. Happy birthday to Sideshow. Uh, they were doing uh, coupon codes for rewards points. And I wanted to show you guys how to do this because um, there's there's some people that don't know how to do uh, rewards codes. So um, usually whenever we get a code, we post it on Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. And uh, what you do is you'll log in to sideshow's website and it brings you to like the homepage. obviously you'll click the top left where there's like a little person icon and you'll see a menu like this uh you'll click the hey in your case it'll be your name and it'll bring you to your account tab now you scroll down on your account tab and you'll see a section called sideshow rewards so again we go from the little icon in the top left with the person click on your name it'll bring you to your account scroll down to rewards and in rewards, you'll see this little thing that says have a rewards code. And you will enter the rewards code that you have. Hit redeem. 
and it'll save that rewards code to your account. Now, I started this week with $4 of rewards codes points, and I have $30 now because they've been very, very generous with the codes this week. And by generous, I mean they're giving us several $5 codes, and they're lasting like 10 minutes. So um, last uh, last time we had something like this, it was, uh, you know, $5 codes that would last a minute, $1 codes that would last like two minutes. So I got to say, Sideshow really, really impressed me this week. I I uh, really don't have anything bad to say about them. Now, along with their birthday uh, celebration, they did show uh, two figures for order, the Batman Noir version and the Joker Noir version. Uh, Batman is 225 with a limited edition size of 500, and the Joker 240, uh, again, with a 500 edition size, is just black and white or like black and blue toned uh, versions of past figures. And I mean, these look okay. I I think like, I think it'd be better if they were the more recent releases of Batman and Joker. Um, Dylan, do you have anything that you want to add about these figures? I, I, I mean, I just think they look okay. Yeah. They're easily like just a yeah, I mean, hardcore Batman fans. Yeah. Um, like, 500 might even be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised to see that edition size, but uh, we'll see. So happy birthday, Sideshow. And, uh, you know, you guys earned a reprieve from the row session this week. Now, Dean, with all the coronavirus um, quarantines going around the nation, um, two companies threw us a little bit of a bone. And let's be real. Um I mean, we're still having to buy these things, right. um, but Disney released Rise of Skywalker like four days early on digital, right. and Birds of Prey is releasing super early on March twenty fourth. Like it, I, I think it's like I, t- technically still in theaters. I think, and they're yeah. releasing it on video on demand. So, um, again, these companies are not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts, but uh, no, they want to make. I will up. say, being able to watch Rise of Skywalker early was fucking dope yeah yeah so, I, I enjoyed it i've really enjoyed the special features really i haven't got to check them out yet what what uh segments did you like oh pretty much every single one of them they were great they had a really nice one about john williams it was pretty sweet did so, uh did they have deleted scenes no that's what i thought everyone was kind of worried about that what were you gonna say dylan watching it again did you guys like it as much yeah I I honestly fucking love that movie, Rise of Skywalker. It's there. I definitely have issues with it, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, um, I'm just so happy that it wraps up most of the points of this trilogy in a decent way that I can accept. Yeah, and I just really love Kylo's story in these three movies. You know. Uh, what is it? The Last Jedi? Mm. Not a fan of that movie. But I do like um, the way this movie tied up some loose ends from that one in the first one. So, But we could spend all day talking about what we did and didn't like about this movie. That's um, true. Really let's could. move on to a new movie, though, Dean. Uh, so as part of our search for content in this desert of COVID-19... We are a weekly show. We need to make content. Uh, we introduced a segment last week of uh, cult movie reviews. Yeah. 
And uh, let me read a little bit about this film that we chose. And then since you're the biggest fan here, uh, we'll let you tell us about uh, the franchise and what you thought about it. So Ghost in the Shell is a 2017 American science fiction action film directed by Rupert Sanders and written by Jamie Moss, William Wheeler, Aaron Kruger. And it's based on the Japanese man- uh, manga manga of the same name by Masumuni Shiro. Set in the near future, uh, when the line between humans and robots is blurring, the plot follows Major, a cyborg super soldier who investigates her past. Uh, this film was not without some controversy. The casting of Scarlett Johansson as Major Mira Killian uh, brought accusations of whitewashing, uh, with some quotes saying, The original is about as Asian as things get. Japanese cult manga, groundbreaking anime, Hong Kong inspired locations. Eastern philosophy-based story, most of that being downright ignored with its big-screen adaption, and Scarlett Johansson's casting as the dark-haired, obviously originally Asian lead, sent citizens into a rage. Uh, Apparently, at one point, the filmmakers had tried using some test footage to make her appear more Asian, um, which caused more backlash, and they canceled that idea. Uh, Currently in Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 44% based on 288 reviews, with an average rating of 5.5%. The website's critical consensus reads, Ghost in the Shell boasts cool visuals and a compelling central performance from Scarlett Johansson, but the end result lacks the magic of the movie's movie's classic source material. Dean, tell us uh, what your thoughts on this movie and this franchise are. This movie is a masterpiece. Every frame of this movie is a work of art. It's stunning. Uh, the story is really good. Um, the The guy who created Ghost of the Show was there every step of the way. They didn't step on this guy's toes. They didn't do anything he wasn't comfortable doing. Um, uh, they also, a, a lot of people that are quote-unquote upset about whitewashing, um, obviously didn't watch the movie because they explained that very clearly like what's happening um also you need a big name to sell a movie and scarlett johansson is arguably one of the biggest female actresses in the world um she's also perfect for this role because she can do this like weird like emotionally stunted kind of um dry emotionless kind of like you know, a robot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was, I think it was great. I think it was a fantastic choice. Um, also, if you watch the anime, the character is very Caucasian. She's got really pale skin, uh, a really broad nose, uh, big blue eyes. Um, I mean, I, I, I could, I could send you screenshots. It, it's just like I don't know, man. It, I, I'm not gonna get into the controversy, but this movie, holy shit, dude! It's just like one of my favorite films of all time. It's perfect. Dylan, you watched this movie as well for this segment. What did you think about the movie? Yeah, just finished it like a half hour before the show. Um, it's just a future version of RoboCop. It's shitty. Wow! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my oh my God. God. Wow! I was about to cry. <laughs> Dean's reaction was fantastic. I know. I wanted to set him off. Um, <laughs> he, 
I think it was very good. I didn't think about the whitewashing, obviously, because I didn't know a whole lot about the anime. I, this was the first version of this I watched. Um, I wish I would have seen this before. Um, oh, what's that one that just came out like last year? Hot Toys is doing a figure ever. Alita Around Battle Angel? Yes, Alita. I wish I would have watched this before that. I this still haven't seemed, seen Alita, so... This spoilers. seemed like where I thought that movie was going to. Uh-huh. Like, where I thought Alita was headed, and this one went a different route, and it seems like a little bit more grown-up, complex route than than uh, that one did. And I like the fight scenes a lot. I Yeah, I really like the futuristic take on it. Like, I... it. You know, it makes you think of like Blade Runner and things like that a lot. I enjoyed the visuals a lot. Um, the story after a while, I I really thought uh, the I forget his name, but the guy with the white hair spiked up, who was yeah. kind of her buddy. I really yeah. thought he was gonna go bad towards the end. That's who oh. she was gonna end up fighting the whole time. Oh man, I love Bato. He's actually from what's his name from Game of Thrones. Um, the the sea guy, the bad guy. Oh yeah, I didn't even. Yes. Think, I didn't yeah, even yeah, yeah. That together. Yeah, the, yeah, dude. The the differences between the two characters are like night and day. He's a really yeah. Good no, um, it it was fun, and I loved how she was like in every scene. Uh, she pretty like they used the crap out of her for sure. I don't know. I guess yeah, they probably. It's funny it. you mentioned the the thing about RoboCop because I also watched the movie right before this, and. They do they do a thing that they have in Robocop where they tease um he's like walking into um uh what what's it called? Um the headquarters and Ed 209 is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later on in the movie he has to fight Ed 209. They do yep. the same thing. She's walking into the um the Hanko Robotics and the spider droids are outside. And then at the end of the movie, she has to fight one. Oh, yeah, that, I remember that. That's a nod to the anime. Those spider droids are, like, a, a huge part of it. They, like, pilot them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought... Um, so, first first thing, the first impression that I got was stunning visually, of course. Um mm-hmm. if, if this movie had no opening, you know, title or, you know, whatever... And someone just played this. I would have thought this was like a sequel to Blade Runner, like the background, the the art style, um, even the plot. Um, I, I would have just have easily have assumed she was a replicant. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I I felt like her partner. What was what did you say his name was? Bato. Bato. I felt like they really wanted Johnny Depp in that role for some reason. Like I just kept thinking, like this movie would be a tiny bit better if it was Johnny Depp. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just kept like going back to that thought. Um, Costume design, incredible. Um, This this movie. I've said this many times. I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, so maybe there is already something like this. But certain scenes of this felt like I was watching like a Black Widow movie. Like, just the tactical nature of the way that she's operating with her team. Um, I just really, really liked that aspect of it. Um, I didn't really get the whole invisibility thing that kept coming up. I I guess that's just, like, a thing they can do. Um, But I love the world that they're in where it's that meshing of, um, you know, people are upgrading themselves with robotics. And and, and that was really cool, Uh, especially when her partner got injured, which, like, minor spoilers. uh, They replaced some of his parts with robot parts. And uh, 
I I really liked it. I, I would say it's like a strong eight and a half out of ten for me. I think it was good. I don't think I watch it all the time, but I certainly appreciate how intricate the set design was, the world building was. Um, this this was a pretty good movie. We'll fast forward through some screenshots here. So this is her getting. Uh, she was injured in the film, and she's getting some parts repaired. Uh, this is an example of the world building. It's just so beautiful with that uh, Asian inspire, inspired inspired. Yeah. Uh, this is uh pr- most of these are practical effects uh miniatures and such this is by what a workshop oh okay uh, that is good people dude, they are i don't think anyone can outdo what a dude they are a whole cut above yeah i just love like all the advertisements and stuff yeah i think they did a really really good job and bringing it back to collecting i know we said we'll try to bring these back to collecting when we can uh three zero did make a one six scale Ghost in the Shell major, and Dean, you actually have that figure. Tell us uh, what your thoughts are about it. Oh, uh, it's fantastic, dude! The outfit is crispy. Um, it's just a little small. Three uh-huh. zero for some reason is just small because mm-hmm. she's almost a whole head shorter than my Black Widow figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very well done. It doesn't feel flimsy. Uh, the armor bits are held on by actual. The weapons are cool. It's just a really cool figure. I'm really glad I picked it up. I got it cheap too. I think I picked it up for 125 bucks. Oh my god! Can she be? Can she be posed pretty well? Yeah, dude. Pretty, uh, pretty great. Um, I Zach and I tried to do a um, a body swap. I think um, we could have succeeded, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, we got to the point where it was like all I needed to do was some very minor uh, alterations of the body, but it was a body I had for another figure, so I didn't want to cut it up just to like see if it would work. Right, um, yeah. But certainly, I think we could have easily finished that custom. I, I think the head sculpt could be better because um, this almost seems like a like they were like, yeah, it's like an Asian Scarlett Johansson because it doesn't really look like her, but it also doesn't not look like her. It's weird. The uh, only time in the film that I thought maybe they did a little bit of, I don't know if you call it like, like you know, there's a like black face. I don't know what you call it, like like yellow face. I don't know if that's a concept, but the only time I felt like that, um, I've seen that term used on different websites. I don't think that that's like a racist term or anything, but the only time I felt like they may have tried to do that effect with her was right in the beginning when they're, uh, when she's first put into the shell, her eyes just look like, yeah. Right. When she wakes up and I know you did mention Dean, like specifically, I remember when you, when we first talked about this movie, you mentioned like, Oh, there's a reason why. Um, and I guess it does make sense. Like if you were to make a new version of somebody, you wouldn't like just remake them, especially if you want to keep their past dead and, and not have people recognizing them. I think it makes sense to make them look totally different. Like, you know, if, if they just remade the person, like that wouldn't really help anything. Um, but I, 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 they like totally like put a mask on them and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I did like the movie. I I don't understand how it only has a forty four percent Rotten Tomatoes yeah, rating. Yeah, again, it, it was it was a lot of it was a small group of people making a lot of noise. Yeah, um, but dude, this again, like they didn't step on anyone's toes. Anybody who was anybody was there working on set 
working every step of the way. So, like, to me, if if the creator of the thing didn't want Scarlett Johansson to be a part of it, he probably would have said something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he had a, a huge say in, in, in the movie. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like... Um, Maybe some people were like, well, if, if people are offended, I'm not going to go see it. But I highly recommend watching this movie. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I, fe- I feel like little things, like what Zach was saying, where he didn't know like the um, invisibility came from and things like that. Like It just was there and just popped up. And she used it only a couple times. I feel like that's definitely like probably paying homage to... The anime, am I correct? Yeah, there's a lot of like shot for shots from uh, the anime. Now, it's been forever since I've seen um, Ghost in the Shell, the Mm -hmm. original one, because it's a movie. And then there's also like four different series or some shit. So I can't tell you if this is like beat for beat uh, a retelling of an original story. Um, or if they just, uh, I can't imagine it's too different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure the the invisibility has a huge play in the the manga or the movie. So uh, watching this, I like at the end, I kind of thought about this. I'm like, if this would have came out now, like three years later, I feel like it would have done a lot better. I feel, I just feel like people are sitting in a different place with kind of open to kind of this type of movie than they were at the time that this did come out. Cause I vaguely remember it coming out. I remember wanting to see it and then it just kind of fell off the map. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that like you guys talk about it, like being, um, like whitewashed or yeah, yeah. saying that it was like, maybe it probably wouldn't then. It's like, guys, there's a lot of Japanese in this movie. You have to read a lot. Like, uh, there's one character who just doesn't speak English at all, and he's arguably the coolest fucking character in the movie. Um, so like, I don't know, like, I feel like again, like, anyone it, if everybody in this movie was a white guy, I'd be like, all right, this is a little, but it's yeah, a pretty diverse cast. Anyone who should be Asian is Asian. Um, again. We could pull up screenshots. Uh, the majors, at least in the movie, is is very Caucasian looking. Now, yeah. it's an anime and it's stylized, but um, maybe real, I... this movie is just fucking fantastic. Real quick, going back to the chat, Danny Lee says, "Yellowface, how dare you?" I think he's probably being a little tongue in cheek, but it is a thing on Wikipedia. So I, you know, <laughs> that was where I got my source for that phrase. Um, you know, and open source, though anyone could get on there, yeah. But that's an article that hasn't been edited and it's been it's a long standing article. And Danny anyway, Lee. so Danny Lee says, Did they make her in her skin tight outfit? Yes, they did, and it's fantastic, dude. It's, um, the actual now, outfit, if you watch the special features, is insane that they were able to pull it off. It's not CG, that's she's actually wearing that. Uh, going back to the figure, you can get it right now at Big Bad Toy Store. It's on a sale for 130 bucks, 23% off from 167 Uh Let's get into Custom Corner now. Dean, uh, Cloud uh, Strife is one of your favorite characters of all time. Final Fantasy VII, one of your favorite games of all time. 
and you're working on a 3D printed figure of this character, and you've run into some speed bumps. So tell us what's going on. Oh my god, dude, the hair. It's just so spiky that every time the print supports near the tips, uh-huh. the whole thing will break off with uh-huh. the support. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the one on the right, the very top headpiece that just like didn't print properly. Uh-huh. It just like decided to not print it just stopped printing right there mm-hmm. um, and then the other ones they are intact but like the tips will break off which isn't a huge deal um or like they'll just like kind of wave because they're real thin and the plastic comes out very hot on the extruder and mm-hmm. so it's sitting there it'll warp so it's just been a fucking nightmare i gotta figure out how to print it um like just the head maybe and then glue it on i don't know dude it's been such a pain in the ass this is like that fifth one we've printed that's like the other ones just like failed like at the beginning so i don't know i printed it upside down uh straight up um if i print it face up then the the layer lines are going to be really weird what if you print the head in resin and then print the body in in uh plastic I could, but I don't have a resin printer. I thought you did. No. Oh, I mean, your company does for work. Yeah. This one, this is the printer I have like readily available, but gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that one's for work. So, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, if it does work, I said, you know, Dean and I are going to work on this custom if he can get the print figured out. That's a big thing. And then Dean was going to do some prep work, and then I was going to do the paint and the decals. And, uh, I think it'll turn out pretty good if we're able to get it right. Uh, this was a... Uh, I love this so much. Uh, Victoria finished my uh, 1-6 scale head sculpt from uh, Watto Scrapyard. And the likeness is incredible. I love this thing. Uh, I've been putting this on every figure that I own. You like, should put on Leonidas. Dude, that'd be dope. <laughs> Bring it over. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, so it's the one six go head sculpt of me. I put it on my Iron Man Mark III here, and then the Kylo Ren V1, uh, really fun thing. And then of course the Stormtrooper, uh, just such a good figure. I really love the way this thing turned out. Uh, let's talk about our last bit of content for the show. I'm surprised we made it an hour. I was thinking it's gonna be like a 20 minute episode, uh, but we're into the Sweet 16 of March Madness. Uh, let's read the matchups here. So Count Dooku versus Harvey Dent, Darth Maul versus Crate Luke. Luke Endor versus John Wick, Doctor Strange versus Thanos, and then going to the second conference, War Machine versus Mark Seven, VGM Spider Man Scarlet Suit versus Yoda, Winnie the Pooh versus Spider Man Movie Promo Edition, R2 D2 Deluxe versus Black Panther. So one of those figures will be our winner for the best figure of 2019. I cannot believe the Spider Man Movie Promo Editions made it this far. Me neither. Like it's just a a re release. Hasn't it had some good, uh, some good competition, like not good competition to go against? Like, some yeah, it's kind of skated through. Uh, the one, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say one that, um, that I thought like might pull an upset was War Machine over Mark Seven. 
Okay, I could see that. I think could definitely see that. Uh, going back to Ghost in the Cell, Jason says, uh, "Didn't think anything could bore me more than that movie." Apparently, talking about the movie was just as boring. <laughs> Lol. Well, I, a lot of people tuned out, so probably. Um, but going back to the bracket stuff, so I talked to uh, TC from Six Scale Scavengers, and I think next year we might do some sort of collaboration with them to uh, make 2020 March Madness a little bit better. Uh, he had mentioned that some of the seating was a little bit awkward. And while I certainly agree some of these, specifically round two matchups, were not ideal, um, we have somewhat of an idea of a solution for this. But essentially the way we did it was we got all the figures together, and then I randomized them, and then put them into Shalange, which randomizes them again. So they're randomized twice. And the logic that I have for these brackets is like, if any figure is truly the best figure, it will win any matchup. Like that's how I feel about it. And, and that's kind of how, you know, the NCAA football tournament is like, you know, the football teams like LSU will play Alabama in the regular season. And, um, this is basketball. Okay. Well, March Madness is basketball, but they have the the benefit of having seating of having played a a full season to get to that point. So, um, I just like, you know, you could probably say like these figures are the best 10 figures this year, maybe. But once you get to like seeds 45, you know, like how do you say what's the 45th best figure versus the 46th best figure? It starts to get real muddy. Um, we had some ideas of, of next year doing 64 figures and splitting them into four categories, which is like really good figures, pretty good figures, okay figures and figures that aren't so good. And then doing almost like a World Cup system where it's like four figures in a group and the best two figures to get the most votes advance. Um, Something like that where you could pick two figures in each group. Um, Outside of that, I'm not really sure how you could do it objectively. I think doing it random is probably the best way to do it. Because, you know, if you say like these four figures are the best figures and you space them out, you're kind of going to end up almost always guaranteeing that those four figures make the finals. Um, and at least that's how I see it. Um, I know Dylan had some ideas that he wanted to talk about, about the seating or some opinions. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about how we did it this year versus, uh, you know, some of these potential deals we're running by? Yeah. Um, when you, when you insert a lot more just objectiveness, it takes a lot of the fun out for the people doing it. Mm -hmm. Us people or mainly you who creates this, um, they, I think that's half the fun of it is seeing some of these matchups that probably wouldn't show up. It's almost just kind of a, if you do it with the seating wise, it will just end up like a figure of the war type figure of the year type thing where, yeah. you know, like what you're saying stuff that we already know, whereas this it's fun because yes, like you said, the, the best figure will win, but then we get see cool matchups like the war machine from infinity war versus the mark seven. And I know the war machine was very, very, very well received with a lot of content creators around the community. Mm-hmm. And, but Mark seven is an iron man, Mark seven, obviously like that's yeah. a lot of people like the iron man to have. So you, you see like fun matchups like this. And then, so like the other one, like Darth Maul and crate loot, like you'll, you'll see and i really i remember last year i really liked seeing um the results and i think oh. you started sharing them as time went on didn't right like the um, like the percentage of votes or something like that i think that would be a lot more fun maybe that's about the only thing i would change 
Yeah, we can do that. The only thing is, this year I'm so bummed. Last year we were getting so many people participating, and this year it seems like not that exciting. Like, if it ends up being like something where we're going to limp to the finish, I don't know if I want to spend the effort to do it next year. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll get some more votes in this round. Um, you know, especially adding the head sculpt as as essentially the second way to get bonus points. So we put up voting earlier this afternoon. And uh, if you want, uh, the voting went Friday at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you do vote, make sure you use your first and last name on Facebook because we'll enter you into a drawing for that uh, head sculpt. So if you watch the episode live, you get one entry. If you also fill out this uh, Google form, which takes like 10 seconds, you'll get another entry. And uh, you can win a Watto Scrapyard uh, custom head sculpt for the uh, smirking Lando Calrissian. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Like... <sighs> And like I said too, like ninety nine percent of the community is are not content creators. They're not people that are throwing their opinions out in the middle of of everything else and possibly skewing other people's to where so like you can have definitely on some pretty big figures people go one way or the other for like what we were talking about Mark fifty for instance where mm-hmm. you guys were not a big fan of that figure whereas I love that one. I think it's about as good of a figures you can do like I said for all organic that and cgi that suit was yeah and so i love that one and i like i thought that was one of the better iron man just because of the way they engineer had to engineer it mm-hmm. but just things like that that is an example like like we're we're when we rank things we're taking a little bit of a voice out of the community and that's something like we're not all high and mighty we got to listen to the yeah and and a lot of people said that um you know a few people said we should have done 64 or 128. <clears throat> it's a staggering amount of work to do. I think we did 52. Uh, it takes a long time to do that. And not only that, but we put out there in our group for like a week asking for people for non-Hot Toy submissions that were released in 2019. And I think we came up after a week with 14. So, you know, barring us legit putting literally every single figure released last year, which would be a tremendous amount of work, um you know that was our group with 220 people or whatever that's what we came up with was like 14 other figures and um i mean i'm very proud of the list we came up with but um you know i'm just not really sure how to uh how to go about next year if we're going to do it next year or or what but uh i know thomas uh, tc from six girl scavengers offered his time to help us next year so it'll be be interesting to see what we can come up with as a team but uh, yeah, make sure to vote. Voting closes Friday at ten, and uh, those are your uh, those are going to be your different uh, sweet sixteen figures. And this is the head sculpt that you can win if you uh, you know you might win it if you fill out the form. So um, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I know we have some big news, of course. Wookie of the Year podcast was added to our network. We're waiting for their uh, for the file to put it on the. Uh, the the stream uh but also manny dean rayner and myself recorded uh the first episode of creeps or us on friday it's coming out this friday uh in like three days and um it was a really fun recording we talked about some paranormal experiences that we've all had within our families uh we had a little bit of a spooky moment that happened during the recording and i was so bummed that we didn't get it on video it was it was creepy um what was it or or well, we can't tell you we can't we can't we can't okay. tell you. We gotta wait till friday okay 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 you're it live it's a recording but <laughs> okay. you hear our live reaction like what the fuck <laughs> yeah it was 
it was pretty wild. Um, I'd, I'd love to hop on that. that. I love that Manny is so into that. That like would get me hyped for horse. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time, and like I said, we we hung out. We did our our uh, uh, bonus content, and then right afterwards, we we got up and stretched, and then we went right back into recording for another hour for the horror pod. So, I think you guys have a good bit of content to tune into this week, and hopefully, we got the Wookie of the Year stuff going. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Let's go into shout-outs. Uh, of course, big shout-out to Six Go Scavengers, Brian, Chris, TC. Uh, TC, such a good guy. Donated his time for that. And then also, is uh, he said he was going to send us a free figure art Spider-Man. So he's sending it to me. And he said, if I don't need it, just to give it to one of you guys or just do whatever with it. But uh, very generous of him to do that. Uh, PJ, the Paradox Nerd, had us on his show a few weeks ago. We had him on ours. Really, really good guy. Um Danley, I really hope I didn't offend Danley. I felt bad that he might have been offended by uh, my remarks. So, Dan, I love you. I'm sorry if I offended you. Uh, of course, Darkside Customs in the UK. Uh, Ian does a really good job uh, with Only Fools and Collecting and his business. And, of course, Dylan, you and Damien are killing it on Small Talk. I think you're recording this Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is very cool. And uh, if you guys like our show, like this video, give us a subscription and check us out on TeePublic. We dropped, uh, I think we have like 26 designs on our TeePublic and we'd love to uh, see more collectors rocking some collecting weekly swag. It, it, it definitely means a lot. And of course, uh, Stephen Kret from Leo Mutt. He said that Kevin is a very cute dog and he wants to give him some swag. So uh, Dean, oh. if you if, if there's some Millennium Mutt, Millennial Mutt swag, you might have a uh, have a new brand ambassador. And then Danny Lee says, I'm not offended. Thank God. I felt so bad. I, I literally was like, oh. Uh, and Noble Young in the chat, Jason Nelson, everyone that tuned in tonight, uh, you guys are great. Uh, but that's it for me. Do you guys have any shout outs you want to give? Um, no. Big shout out to uh, the, the HEB employees in San Antonio. Uh, without them, our city would be falling apart right now. Just it's, everyone that's everyone that's really making this this whole thing easier in general. It's, yeah, definitely, and definitely everyone that's actually taking it seriously because you know look, there's pictures and video of Florida today where it's their spring break, and those motherfuckers are crowding that beach like you wouldn't believe. Dude, uh, I saw that. I was like, "What the hell's wrong with you people?" So, <laughs> yeah, big shout out to uh, to those. And I just wanted to say briefly now that we're you know we're kind of done with the show. Um, we do plan to continue the show throughout this event. Uh, God willing, you know, our health stays intact. And, you know, as long as we're healthy enough to, to be doing this, I think we'd like to do it, even if there's not a ton of news. And uh, it, it, for you guys that are listening, it would definitely help us. If you want to come on this show, let us know. Uh, the more people we have talking, the longer we can stretch out any little bit of content. Uh, Kevin is just going to town there on your face. Mm -hmm. That is the most beautiful thing. Um, and of course, like we really appreciate Dylan coming on today because I think this really could have been like a 30 minute episode without Dylan, uh, giving us some talking points and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, hopefully we'll be here throughout this whole coronavirus outbreak and hopefully we all make it out, uh, healthy at the end. But, uh, you know, barring anything crazy, I think we, we do plan to be here. And uh, the way I see it is, I mean, it's really crazy, but this is like a good hour for us to get together, hang out, and uh, hopefully be more entertained by our discussions. How, how is it in Fargo? Yeah, how is it up there? Pretty slow. We had our first case. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, first case. There's three in North Dakota active right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think two of them are 60-plus years old, and all three came from travelers there hasn't been any community spread here which is good um yeah. 
if there's a chance of it, it's definitely in in Fargo and Bismarck right now, the two biggest cities. But I feel like everyone is pretty um, pretty ahead of everything. I know, like, so um, where I work, it's a pretty big work environment. So we've been working from home since, like, we will be until next Friday, and then they reassess it. Everyone's been pretty ahead of it. The governor's been on. I I feel like they've they've taken needed action by. Yeah, in Texas, Austin and Houston just shut down all their restaurants and bars. We're trending towards that. Uh, all of our schools have been shut down till April. Yeah, um, can't go inside any Chick Fil A's now. Whataburger yeah. shut the doors. Only drive through now, so shit's getting real, dude. And uh, it's just crazy because someone in Victoria's work tested positive. And uh, granted, she works in a campus that's like the size of most colleges. So yeah, I mean, when they say that they they're positive, it's like I mean, there's there's like fifty, sixty thousand employees that work there, and this person was someone that worked off site that was only in the building like for a few hours. And yeah, that's all um, it takes. It's all it takes, but mm-hmm. it's on such a far part from where Victoria's at that we're not too worried that she has it. But uh, well, it is scary. She doesn't. But I know when you coughed, Dean, at the beginning of the show, it scared me. It's just, dude, that's, there is a such thing as seasonal allergies. Everybody, that's the thing, though. Like, I had, a, I had a, a sneeze in public. I walked and I felt like I got some. I, I mean, literally, you could see pollen. It was everywhere. And I sneezed in public, covered my sneeze like a good boy. And uh, everyone's like, "Yo, you fuck you, you fuck <laughs> so fuck out of here." I can be a bit of a hypochondriac sometimes. I just psych myself into it. Mm-hmm. So I had one of our one of our friends uh is a she's a nurse and scary enough where she works they do they do testing for it and so yeah i we didn't have a thermometer and i was like i'm feeling i don't know i'm feeling kind of hot you should take my temp and she just kind of went through it all and was like where did you get that mask from (laughs) it's for like a child i think (laughs) it looks like looks like underwear Y'all, I think I think if y'all haven't listened to our bonus episode, it is hilarious. There's some funny ass moments in that episode. It's good stuff. It was a good episode. I had so much fun. Anyways, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Dylan. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Godspeed, everyone. Also, we have Caesar in the chat says thanks for the swag. Caesar, you sweet, beautiful angel, you are most welcome. And uh, Caesar actually lives in Texas, so Caesar, once all this Corona stuff comes down, you're welcome to come down and have a have a beer with the boys. Where's he at? He's in. Uh, well, I don't want to say it on the public, but he is uh, in Texas. He said he thought it was your wife's, the scorched earth's wife's bra, <laughs> the guy that has the uh, the wife that. Anyways, all right, guys, this is a good show tonight. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week, uh, God willing. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.